Welcome to the Live Love Ministries podcast, a place where we share thoughts, insights, and experiences from the mission field. I'm Eric. I'm Brittany. And I'm Julia. And we're the Live Love Ministries team. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We are finally back together as a team. Um, we've taken a few weeks off. We've had other things going on. And then prior to that, we each had kind of our own uh, episodes of, of the podcast. And and uh, those have went well. And we've enjoyed sharing the content with you. And so all of us are here. So I'm Eric. Brittany and Julia are here. You guys want to say anything? Hey. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to kind of be back together um, talking about what we're the most passionate about. And that's missions and ministry and sharing Jesus with people um, in the places that God has called us to. And we hope that today's episode will be an encouragement to you as you listen. As far as our life goes, all of ours, we're still navigating through the whole new COVID-19 ministry normal for us. Mm -hmm. And so it looks different, it seems, every day because many of the places we serve um, make their own decisions and do their own things. And so we have not only one government telling us what we can and can't do, and then another one, and so we have to be unique about uh, the way we do ministry, and so we're navigating through that, but we have seen God move, and He has been faithful um, through a lot of uh, different stuff this year, and so just finished up some of our big back-to-school stuff, and we did uh, back-to-school in, in multiple communities, uh, giving away school supplies and things and doing ministry there. Um, and then, you know, in the midst of it, it's kind of ironic. We're giving away school supplies and we don't even know if people are going back to school. <laughs> um, but it was awesome. We got to love on people and share Jesus with people. And then on top of that, we got to train uh, people that we minister with, minister to, um, to share their faith and then take them with us into the communities that we were serving in. And they were a big part of, of sharing Jesus and giving away the school supplies. And so, that was neat. Uh, we've seen people come to Christ since our last podcast episode. Super cool, and maybe we can talk about that at a different time, but just to see that um, see that happen, uh, we praise God for that, that He is still moving despite you know, the craziness of this season and the craziness of life right now. So uh, we want to bring you a podcast episode, something that we've thought about and something that we've prayed about and something that we've taken notes on um, for, for several weeks, if not months. Um, and it's about, uh, that we're going to call the podcast today, Five Things Missionaries Wish That You Knew. Five Things Missionaries Wish You Knew. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about five different things, five different topics that uh, missionaries either struggle with or deal with or facts about their life that they wish that others knew. And not just others who hear this podcast, but senders and supporters, maybe some things they feel like they haven't been able to share um, uh, with with others, you know, with, with, with people who who support them, um, and we want to share it so that uh, it is an encouragement that to to missionaries that the words are that they're saying are getting out there, but it but to also strengthen the relationship between sending churches, uh, sending organizations, and missionaries on the field. We uh, our, our heart's desire would be that missionaries would be stronger, uh, would be able to be healthier both spiritually, physically, emotionally. And then ultimately stay longer on the mission field because that's what it's about, right? If a missionary stays longer in the field that they're called, then they are spending more time sharing Jesus. They're spending more time doing what God's called them to do. And so we're going to talk about five things that, that missionaries wish you knew. 
And uh, do you guys want to say anything about the topic? Why it's so important? Why you feel like it's so important before we talk about kind of how we got there? I mean, I just think basically what you shared is is it. But I think a lot of times people um, have, you know, already preconceived ideas or whatever about missionaries. Or sometimes they do have the question and they don't know how to ask it. Or they do want to be able to support, but they don't know what, you know, what exactly they need to do or how to do it. And so just here we go. You know, you don't have to wonder or anything any longer. Like this is basically a list that we've been able to compile from several people. And so it's like the more people that say the same things, it's obviously these things are important. And so, yeah, yeah, I think it's also hopefully encouraging to other missionaries. Like I know hearing other people's responses, I was like, oh, yes, like I do struggle with this. um, So hopefully it's encouraging to missionaries or maybe helpful for people preparing to go on the field. Yeah, good. And so this podcast, when we first began, we wanted to be honest with people. You know, we didn't want to just make another podcast that kind of just scratched the surface of stuff. We wanted to kind of dive into maybe a little bit more difficult topics or a little bit of things that most many people don't talk about. And so we feel like this is one of those because uh, like Julia said, other missionaries have told us these things. Plus, these are things that we have wrestled with over the course of our time here. And so we didn't come to all five of these conclusions on our own. Um, This started with us listening to the Global Missions Podcast uh, and listening to uh, a man who is a, what did he call himself, A, a counselor? Yeah, like he's he, like a counselor to missionaries. Yeah, and cross-cultural workers. Yeah. So he works in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and he counsels um, missionaries who, who are on the field. And so the idea of doing this came through listening to him say, hey, the missionaries that I counsel with, these are some of their struggles. And so then we got the idea, well, why don't we talk to missionaries that we know and see if there is kind of a theme and some of the struggles or some of the things that they wish others knew. And there was. It's really neat. Once we did our research, we figured out there's some pretty consistent themes um, with missionaries across the board, and we're going to talk about those. And so this isn't just coming from Eric, Brittany, and Julia. This is coming from multiple missionaries in multiple places. And so some missionaries are international. Some are have been in Africa and have returned. Some are currently serving in in Africa and other countries and other places and then as well here as in the United States. And so I was adding up last night uh, as we were preparing for the podcast, like how many years experience are spoken into this podcast. So it's again, it's beyond Brittany, Julia, and myself. Uh, this comes from uh, of the missionaries that we talked to combined have over 130 years experience on the mission field. And so this isn't you know, three people who have been doing this whatever amount of time coming up with it. This is years, decades, and over a century of mission experience combined into one, uh, you know, one podcast episode. And so we're, we, we're trying to, to give you an accurate picture of what the topic is. And so five things wish, missionaries wish you knew. It's a cool, cool topic. And so we're just going to jump right in those. Um, Again, this isn't just coming from us. This is coming from a lot of different people. And the one thing, I'll introduce it, and then we'll each kind of talk about the topics. So we have five topics. I'll say what they are, and then the ladies will give their input, and we'll maybe share some personal stories as well along the way from ourselves and others. Um, So number one, uh, every single missionary that we interviewed 
with the exception of maybe one, said this, we wish others knew that missionaries were just real people. That's the way they worded it. That either missionaries are just real people, that missionaries are real people, or that missionaries um, aren't some superhuman, elevated group of people that have everything figured out, right? That they're not to be put on a pedestal, that they're not to be um, looked at as different. They are just followers of Jesus who have a desire to make Jesus known where they are called and they've been obedient to that call. And so they're just real people. What do you guys think about that? For sure. Um, I think um, that would be something that, yeah, that definitely I would want everyone to know is that you don't have to look at, at, I can say like, especially like for our family, don't look at us like we have it all figured out. Or um, I think personally, like as a mom that my kids are going to be perfect Mm -hmm. and that our family is perfect. Like I know that there's pressure in that sometimes. Um, you know, when I, when we go speak at churches or when churches come here to help us with mission teams, like you're going to see the, the realness of mm-hmm. everything. Right. Yeah. And so our kids still have behavior issues. Our kids, Amen to that. <laughs> you know, there's still things mm-hmm. that we're, we're just regular people working this out too. Yeah. Um, and so there's nothing, you know, just wonderful about us. It's just, this is what God has called on us too as our family and we're being obedient to do it and so that's basically it mm-hmm. like there's nothing else to it other right. than then we're just trying to be obedient to do it and in that is us learning and figuring things out and so are our kids and so please don't ever think oh I need to look at them as a model example or you know God must have picked them because they're better than I am that is not the case mm-hmm. at all yeah yeah, we, we depend upon God's grace every day um, and in a big way. And so, Julia, thoughts on that one? Yeah, um, I think just the same thing. Like, I've had people be like, wow, you're so brave. Like, I could never do that. And, like, almost, like, elevate you in a way. And I think about, like, my friends. And, like, if you ask any of my best friends, they're just going to be like, yeah, she's a mess. <laughs> I'm like, it's not this... Um, super Christian type of thing and I think going along with that like missionaries have you know drier seasons in their walk Mm -hmm. with Christ and um there can almost be this um pressure to live up to like a certain standard of like oh your walk with Christ should always be super great um when you know there are times that we might not want to read our bible like just like any other Christian um and so I think recognizing that you know we all go through struggles Mm -hmm. and drier periods is good too right yeah and some of the notes i took as i was reading some people's stories is they have real struggles we we some most people that we asked that sent us typed out something and sent it back to us so they they each mentioned that they have real struggles like they're not different because they're in a different location right you live in a different part of the world you still struggle with some of the some of the same things they might look different and they might fit in a different context but they still have real struggles they still have real battles and if anything, their battles sometimes are intensified because they're away from many of the comforts that other people have. And so they go through that. As Julia mentioned, dry periods. They mentioned, Many people mentioned that uh, missionaries suffer with burnout from time to time because of the burden uh, of the needs that they see. And then they, they pursue that with all they are without taking care of themselves often. Still have family struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, missionaries are usually in a different location and a whole bunch of their families in another 
part of the world or a part of the country, and that family may struggle with something, and the missionary is drawn back into that as well. Um, they still make mistakes. You know, oftentimes we go and speak at churches and speak at groups, and we always talk about the good stuff we're doing. Which obviously we we understand it's by God's grace, and but really sometimes we mess up and we make mistakes, and missionaries do that. Um, they have financial struggles, um, and as Brittany mentioned. Uh, kids misbehave still you know like <laughs> there's just so much pressure sometimes as a missionary to go and take your children and we have nine of them right and so uh, and other people most everybody I think everybody that we ask has children yeah they, they do and like our children misbehave sometimes and so we struggle with disciplining our child in the context context excuse me of the mission field mm-hmm. in which we serve you know and uh, and so, yeah, and, and so they are real people. And I yeah. think Brittany has a little bit of a story that she wants to share from a mis- some missionary families that we interviewed. Yeah, I was just going to read some of the comments, and then there is a story. Um, so a missionary couple comment that served for years, like decades. Yeah, decades, said um, one of them also was a missionary kid. So um, in, this, in this comment, he said, I soon learned that, that missionaries tend to be placed on a pedestal. Um, and... He said the down-to-earth reality is that missionaries are no different than other Christ followers. They are individuals saved from sin by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. They face same spiritual challenges, discouragement, and temptation as others. And he also said geographical location, language learning, and cultural adaptation are are not what make one a missionary, but rather being obedient to God's call wherever he leads. I think that's key. Yeah. I think he mentioned the word temptation, too, in there. Like you said, mm-hmm. like sometimes people think, well, missionaries are in a different part of the world. They don't have temptation where they are. Uh, yeah, we, we really, <laughs> really do, and they do. And so, yeah. Um, another comment from a different couple that have served for about 15 years um, says, be aware that we're not superhuman. We're not a special class of Christians. Mm-hmm. So basically re- reiterating, you know, some of the things mm-hmm. already said. Right. Um, Another one is, we would say that one thing everyone should know about missionaries is that they are regular people called by God to take the gospel to unreached and unengaged people and places. Um, so same thing, you know, there's a, like this common denominator right. that it's just regular people, nothing, um, nothing special necessarily other than God's call. And then um, an example story from um, someone who's a missionary said you know that um this was kind of goes along with the family struggle and he was just making the point like he realized people wished you know that they realized that they have real struggles and and his family had real struggles and um basically you know some of his comments were like his wife suffered depression um that you know and he this is after or before getting to the mission field this is after being in the mission field yeah that um I think there was some tendency to, to be depressed before mo- moving to the mission field, but then it intensified once there. Right. And so there's that aspect of it, thinking, you know, which is common because you're leaving everything that you know mm-hmm. to go to a new place and yeah. having to adjust. And so so there was that depression, and, and he made the comment, like, there's nothing that I can physically control about that. Mm-hmm that it happens and so people think well you're a missionary you should be able to just get back in check just like that but there's nothing that he could do about that and also um he gave the example you know as his kids grew older and got to be in their teenage years they really struggled with that Mm -hmm. um being on the mission field um 
surrounded by others that maybe were non-Christians that led into their life as teenagers and those influences and temptations came to his family and Mm -hmm. so he gave the example that his daughter um, was she got pregnant at 15 Mm -hmm. and then had the baby and then he had a son who tried to commit suicide later in his teen years and so these are real things that were happening Mm -hmm. to his family and people um, you know it's difficult for him because it was like well what do I what am I able to communicate to people without them being judgmental? Right. Mm-hmm. Because I want them to understand we are real people and we are really going through this. And so he needed support, but at the same time, he didn't know if he would get the support. Right. And so it was like just that struggle of even him as a as a parent going through these things of like, this is happening to my family and I need the support, but I don't know if I'm going to get it right. because people yeah. think that I should be at this level that I'm not. Yeah. And and so just having to like work through um, some of those things. And he said, you know, this has been basically the toughest time in my life has yeah. been here. And it's not that it's bad, like mm-hmm. he, he's not regretting it, but he's just saying it's tough. Yeah. yeah. And so these are some issues that, you know, missionaries go through. Right. And, and so they are real people. And, and, and they everybody wanted people to know that, hey, if your listeners are, are, are tuning in and they're paying attention, let them know we're real people and have real struggles. And one of the things that I noted too was a lot of times people will say to us or I've heard them say to others, wow, you're sacrificing so much to go on the mission field. And every missionary that I've ever met, myself included, we don't see it as sacrifice. Like we don't feel like we're sacrificing anything. Like we love Jesus and we love people and we spend our life making Jesus known the best that we possibly can. And because of God's grace, we can continue forward. And because of His mercy, we can continue serving. And so we don't see it as a sacrifice. You know, we're not giving up something that's better to settle for something that's not as good. We believe that we're sold out to the thing that is the greatest treasure uh, in earth, on earth, and beyond. You know, and so, um, so just just thought those kind of thoughts. You know, that missionaries are real people. I appreciate that missionary sharing that story about his family. Um, that's tough. You know it. To, to feel like you know maybe you don't have the freedom to to share you know with that with others you know okay any other thoughts on that one okay number two so the number one was missionaries are real people number two finances are complicated like nobody wants to talk about finances with it's with church but it's even worse to talk about finances when you're a missionary because the vast yes. majority of missionaries raise support unless they're with a big sending agency that's able to fully fund them which is is not as common as it used to be uh, most missionaries raise support and so it makes finances super complicated right yes you guys want to jump in on that right now well i'll just say there is so many aspects to just this one point mm-hmm. and so this could just, be a podcast in it yeah in a, exactly <laughs> so i would say even just in the beginning of this um Raising support is difficult, um, and we've been doing it now for ten years. Yeah. And um, you know, are super thankful, obviously, oh, for the yeah. people who do support us. So that it's amazing and it's awesome. But I'm just saying, it's also very humbling um, oh. in the beginning to think through like basically everything that I do is going to be based on somebody else supporting me to be mm-hmm. able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I've tried to get my brain wrapped around like not like oh i have to raise support and i hate this but more of like 
this is an honor to let people be in on the things that God is doing in our life. And so I've tried to reframe my mind to do that. I'm still a work in progress <laughs> to do that. Um, because it's just, like I said, it's just very humbling um, to think that that basically everything that we do, you know, our groceries, uh, toilet paper <laughs> for coronavirus, Corona. you know, whatever, plus the ministry, the ministry aspect, you know, everything all comes to people supporting it. Mm. And so we're very thankful for that. But I'm just being honest about that. It's difficult for us to do that. It's difficult to constantly just be vulnerable and, and saying like, you know, basically we need some, we need more support yeah. to be able to do what we do. Right. It's not necessarily the fun category right. of, of missionary work. And so there's that aspect of it that is, you know, in itself. And then of course there's other aspects as right, well that I think right. we're going to touch on. So, yeah, I think like you said, it's like a huge, like honor to be able to partner with people, but then you also, you know, want to like take, you know, other people sending you money like very seriously. And so it could cause us to overthink like every little purchase mm-hmm. and like justify everything we do. You know, it could be something as simple as like getting coffee, you know, like a normal thing um, that, you know, we can tend to overthink. But like we are normal people that are working like a real job. <laughs> like we're working, you know, probably more than 40 hours a week, you know, definitely way more than 40 hours a week before coronavirus happened. And so like if we want to get something like little, that shouldn't be such a like such a big deal. But for us, we can sometimes overthink like every little purchase because mm-hmm. we want to like honor people and know that people are sacrificing to like support us yeah. that makes sense yeah sure. i want to i want to touch on a couple things and then ask you guys to jump in on them because these are huge uh, like julia mentioned the need to justify everything and again let me reiterate as support raising missionaries you are so 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 thankful mm-hmm. for people partnering with you it, it, we can't do what we do without people's faithfulness and obedience to do that but we do feel like this need to over justify everything give you an example like uh, you show up at a church to speak and somebody says, hey, that's a nice shirt you're wearing. And immediately missionaries will say, yeah, I got it on clearance. It was $3 on clearance. Like, you know, why do you feel the need to do that? You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you, you make a purchase and you, you're like, yeah, that, they were having a sale on it. You know, I got it for dirt cheap and, or, or whatever. You know, we over justify everything. Or, you know, you, you end up having to get a new phone and you have to explain that your old one broke and it shattered and you couldn't use it anymore. And so you had to get this because you don't want people to think that you're being a poor steward. Mm-hmm. Every missionary that we've ever talked to just about has talked about how much of a struggle it was mm-hmm. to, to justify that. And uh, we wrestle with financial decisions, you know. Um, there, that the, the, the man I was talking about that counsels people in Cambodia, mm-hmm. he says, uh, let people share uh, their family photos or their family vacation or their joy on Facebook and social media. Mm-hmm. For example, he, he said these people would come in. He, he counsels hundreds of people and missionaries would come in and sit down and they would say, I feel like I can't even share my fo- my family photos on Facebook because the last time I did, now mind you, they're in Cambodia and so there's palm trees everywhere. He said, we took a pic- family photo saying we got did a getaway um, and there's some palm trees in the background and somebody commented, 
Oh, I wish I could suffer for Jesus, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. in a place where there's palm trees. Man, we take that personal, right, as missionaries, because yes. we, we are working hard and we're laboring and we are, are doing everything we can to make Jesus known. And we take one, like, small family getaway and we share a photo about it and, and somebody says, Oh, I wish I could suffer for Jesus. <laughs> Every one of us have heard yes. that comment yeah. personally, have we not? Mm-hmm. And that's tough because that hurts us because we're like, if you knew how hard it was for me to even give in to want to go to these to, yes. to here or to know that my family needs this time away to be healthy, uh, both spiritually mm-hmm. and emotionally and just as a family unit. Like, yes. yeah, uh, I hope you suffer for Jesus where you are. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not we're not commenting on your you go you, know, you go into a basketball game yes. or you're fishing with your friends or you're out on the lake having fun going oh you must not be a very serious christian because you're you know that's kind of what it feels like you right. know you're taking advantage of us because you're taking family trip or whatever right like i, w- I want to just share this for example um because you mentioned vacation and you know that's something that most people in america I would venture to say go on a vacation mm-hmm. at least once a year and now some people it's multiple times right. a year but I would say at least once. And so I remember after we moved here to the mission field and, and thinking, like, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to go on vacation again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was just my thought. Like, I don't I don't really know. Um, and then, and for several years, we did not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was probably a good five years that we didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, let me add a disclaimer. We would go back to Kentucky to visit our family and to speak at churches. That is not a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it, good. It we is very good. Family, it is right? enjoyable. It's something that we need to do. But it is not a vacation because even there we're working, having to speak at churches mm-hmm. and still raise support right, right. and still all of that. So I want to just disclaimer that. Um, but I remember that we finally, a couple of years ago, I was just like, we have got to we have got to make time to go on a vacation. We mm-hmm. have to schedule it in, and even for us, that's difficult too because we usually have mission teams come in the summer, mm-hmm. and so our and schedule spring. fills yeah. up yeah. fast, and and so we usually don't even have that time when our kids are out of school to even to do vacations. But yeah. I'm like, I remember a couple years ago, Eric, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. We are doing this right. because we struggled. That year was a hard year for us. I knew that we were experiencing like burnout. That it was going to get to that point, so it was like we're scheduling it. Yeah. And so we did, thankfully, mm-hmm. and we went to San Diego. Now, there was definitely that tension of what do we share and what do we not no. because we're on the beach, you know, so it looks like a beach vacation. Now, here San we Diego are. is, yeah. what, five hours away? Yeah, just a drive. <laughs> so it's not that far away, but at the same time, we stayed in a campground in our camper, all of 11 of us in a, in a camper <laughs> together. We cooked all of our meals at the camper. Yeah. And so it's like we're vacationing, but... We're not, you know, just throwing money away, just, you know, going out to eat at all these extravagant restaurants or going to all these nice places. It's like, this is our, our, we can get away and do this, which was needed and it was wonderful for us. But at the same time, even in that, we're still focused on how do we do this well? Right. Um, And so I just want to say, like, there was a definite tension in that. We didn't feel like we were able to share that completely because people would be judgmental. Mm -hmm. Like, well, why... You're missionaries. Why do you get to go on vacation? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, or the the same comment, well, it must be nice to suffer for Jesus in San Diego, (laughs) you know, but this was needed. And so I just, that's just like a personal, like, 
right. story. And we share that. So if you're another missionary listening, like it's okay to 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 take a trip for your family that's healthy and and obviously yes, we want to be good stewards and yes, we want to to honor the people who have given. But everybody that I know, if I were to sit down that supports us or you know sit down and say, listen. We have a really big need. Our family needs some time uh, off, and they would they would support that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there have been times where we've made purchases where people made fun of us for it because <laughs> oh, and they realize like how much time and effort we put in uh, to that, you know, to 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 make that happen. And so, uh, I don't know. Any other thoughts? That's a big one. That that really is a big one. I feel like that that would because here's the deal: if missionaries can stay healthy. They can stay longer. Again, I want to reiterate that. If missionaries can stay healthy, they can stay longer. If missionaries can take time away, they can stay longer. Most mission organizations require their missionaries to take sabbaticals, to take time off, so that they can unplug, so that they can refuel, they can spend time with the Lord, they can spend time with their family, and come back re-energized. And so that's super important. Even in our our small group here we've we've talked about how that's super important to take time to unplug um, and not that you want to get away from people at all that has nothing to do with this you want to be healthy and you want to be the best that you can be and so sometimes that looks like taking a little time off or whatever so uh, finances are complicated right like it, you just feel the need to overly justify that and so uh, every missionary that I've ever talked to just about wishes people knew that you know like mm-hmm. we really do labor over these decisions so any other thoughts on those yeah, well, I have this to read from okay. um, from a missionary couple that sent this in. This was one of the things that they wanted to talk about. And if it's okay, I'm just going to read most of his thoughts. So that way I'm not uh, generalizing something that, you know, I take it out of context or anything. Right, right, right. So he says, For those of us who are missionaries in economically challenged and depressed places, One of the most strange and difficult dynamics we face is that when compared to the people in our home church or culture, we are poor, while compared to the people among whom we live, we are rich. This financial reality is incredibly stressful. We have the same challenges to pay for insurance or save for retirement or for our kids to go to college as any of our supporters, but due to our heart to ministry, most of us take a minimum salary that often makes saving for retirement feel like a luxury. When we are able to visit friends or family, they often spend money on things that seem extravagant to us without necessarily thinking that the same thing is beyond our reach. However, at the very same time, most of the people that we serve see us as being incredibly rich. They literally see us as a bank. I've been asked to serve as a person's savings account, and I've given out many loans to people who work for our organization, but often money can get in the way of genuinely reaching people. People may want to believe the gospel because they see the missionary as a way to get a job or a handout. People often look at your house or your car or your phone, and they can't understand why you won't just give them whatever they need. Mm. Preaching and discipling is the fun part of the missionary call, but money is always in the background of everything we do. We want to help people, but we also can't just hand money out since often that's not the best thing for people and because we have our own financial obligations. Mm. Super, super true. Super important. I like that. Um, and so that's straight from the mouth of, of a missionary. Uh, and so they're not just complicated, you know, uh, in the way, in many of the ways we've mentioned, but they're complicated and with the people that you minister to as well. And so it's a good thought. All right. 
So number one was real people that we're that missionaries are real people. Number two that finances are complicated, and number three is that there is a definite difference in short-term and long-term missions. Okay, so and through the interview, through our conversations with people, that's kind of what kept surf- surfacing. Excuse me. There's a definite difference in short-term and long-term missions. Okay, and, and everybody's gonna be like, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I get that. But like short-term missions is hugely important. It's especially for our ministry, it's a big part of what we do. It's what got us all three sitting around this table on the mission field. So in no way are we saying that short-term missions are important. I mean, most missionaries, their exposure to the mission field was through short-term missions. But anybody that has now become a full-time missionary or a long-term missionary will say, I had no idea what I was getting into because there's a huge difference between going for a week or two weeks or a month and then moving there, living my life there, uh, learning how to do life in a new culture, a new community, a new place, oftentimes a new language, new stories, new everything. Figure things out for my kids, figure out money, figure out groceries, figure out life. Like that's different than coming as and a tur- coming as a tourist, and I don't necessarily mean that short-term missionaries come as a tourist, but you don't experience having to figure life out, you know, when you're here for a week, right? Or you're on in Africa for a week or in Asia for a week because people treat you like you're, you know, you're you're uh, a tourist, right? Because you're just you're there and then you're going to leave. And so we just wanted to to reiterate that and support the missionaries who have said that that short-term missions and long-term missions are are different. All right, so let me give you an example of what you know. Some of the things that we we've heard. Um, uh, for example, uh, sometimes people who come on a short-term mission trip think, you know, especially if it's their first time coming to the location, they might say, "Well, I've already been to this place, this place, this place, and this place, so I'm good. Like I, I, I'm I'm perfectly prepared. I'm ready to go because I spent a week uh, here, or I spent a week there." That's not the case, right? Like we, you know, missionaries have been there a long time and they've, they've uh, studied and they've poured their heart into the places that they are. It's not the same. Two, two locations, even within the same context, oftentimes are not the same. And so, you know, sometimes a short-term missionary, you come in thinking I got it figured out because I've been to X, Y, and Z. But the, the truth of the matter is, as a short-term missionary, you come in as a learner, right? You should come in as a learner. You should trust the people on the mission field because they have been there. They have studied and they have given their life to uh, the place that they're serving. Um, don't assume. Oftentimes, like people will come in and we, we've got this in, in our notes, show notes too, or not show notes, but in our notes preparing <laughs> for the podcast. Um, like People will come in and say things like uh, missionaries have said people will come in and say things like uh, man you know what the problem here is they need to do this like when i was in such and such place this is what we did and it worked and so you know this is what they need to do in this place like they, they come in as an expert um and that oftentimes doesn't even translate into the culture in which that they're coming to um and so don't assume you know the needs of the people these are some of my notes on-ground missionaries are full-time students of the culture but are still learning the needs. And so if, a, if an on-the-ground missionary is a full-time student uh, of, of the culture that they're in and they're still learning, like somebody who's come for a week isn't going to have all the answers right. And so they're just different. Even if you've been to the same place more than one time, things change in between times when you come. 
And so living your life on the mission field, raising a family on the mission field, um, learning all that other stuff is just vastly different than coming for a few days. Mm-hmm. Those few days are crucial. And, and please keep going on short-term mission trips, but be a learner mm-hmm. and, and understand that it is entirely different. Okay, you guys give some thoughts on that. I would just say, too, um, something that just came to me as, as you were talking about that is, like, I think a lot of times people, uh, specifically because we serve here in the U.S., people um, think that it's going to just be like anywhere else, you mm-hmm. know, in the U.S., and so it's more like, oh, well, I get to you know, go to somewhere else and, and, you know, it, and because they see certain parts of the city, they'll see like, um, you know, like obviously we have Starbucks everywhere and we have normal grocery stores and all those kinds of in things. In the cities we do. Right. Yeah, in yeah, the cities. Yeah. Um, so people think, well, I mean, your life as a missionary can't be that difficult mm-hmm. because you have all these things that we still do at our home, mm-hmm. which is, which is true. We do have those, but it is completely different in it when you're with a different culture, like all the time. And so sometimes I think that gets lost in translation is like when you're here short term, you don't see that aspect of it. You, you still see, oh, we're going to Fry's or Walmart or wherever to get our groceries for our team this week. And so, oh, well, you have all kinds of great food in your mm, grocery yeah. store. You don't <laughs> see like the long term of like, well, that's true. There are those certain things that we do have that we're not having to to learn new but it doesn't mean that life is still easy or it's like where you are in the United States you know what I mean it's like still a different context and so sometimes you don't get that as when you're here just for the week you see the the Starbucks or we go to the ice cream shop or we go to South Mountain to look out over the Phoenix City (laughs) and it's like this is not what we do every week right yeah this is not we're doing this because people are specifically here you're our guest and we're trying to treat you to a nice week but this isn't an everyday life. Right, right. And so you miss that if you're not here long term. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of the, as we were talking about that, like because we are uh, in, in the States, um, I can't tell you how many people over the years have said, I want to move here. Like they'll come on a short term <laughs> mission trip. And they'll be here, and they'll be like, "I'm moving here with you guys. I'm joining your team." You know, like, <laughs> and we're, you know, at first we, you know, years ago we were like, "Oh, that's awesome that you want." Now we don't even like we don't give it a second thought because once they realize, oftentimes the struggle of it, or they, if they go as far as coming back on what they would call a vision trip, or they come back to, to see things differently than a, than a week where we're we have a group here, it's like, "Oh, wait a minute! Like I thought I was moving to." To do in and ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people who say it never move here, like, and oftentimes don't even come back. I'm the point one. <laughs> and oftentimes don't even come back. They'll come and have this great, amazing experience, and they're like, "This is the best place on earth," and God's calling me here to, to invest long term. And then we never see them again, right? Yeah. Because it's just different. And we're not, not trying to bag on anybody. or Because, again, <laughs> please keep serving that way. But just understand they are different. Like we lo- like some of my best friends I met when they came on short-term mission trips. And so I love them. And they pray for me often. And that's how a lot of times our ministry gets exposure to other churches and, and communities and places. And, man, that's amazing. But just, just they're just different. Right? Yeah, I think going along with that, like, the short-term mission trip, it really is just like kind of like some of our higher points a lot of the time of the year where you're like, oh, well, we have VBS, and so like you might see people come to Christ. Um, but then, you know, you're here, 
you know, for years. And it's like, oh, like, is God even moving? <laughs> like, where are you, God? And so I think being able to recognize that, like, a lot of times short-term mission trips are, like, bigger events and you're going to see a lot more people and obviously there's more people there so more gospel conversations are being had um but like long term it's a lot different um Mm -hmm. when it's just like a few people and you're doing the same things over and over again and i was also thinking like the emotional impact too like some people be like yeah like I understand, like, mission work is hard, (laughs) you know, because they're thinking about, like, something that greatly impacted them while they were on a mission trip, but also being able to recognize, you know, for people who are on the field, like, oh, like, this is people's lives every single day, like, they are dealing with, like, whatever it may be, like, somebody trying to commit suicide or whatever, like, every week like something big and dramatic is happening and so that's going to take like a toll on like long term does that make sense yeah it does and and i think it that brought up a, a thought where we were listening to that man from phnom penh in cambodia interviewing or i mean he said he interviewed or excuse me counseled with people and they said one of the struggles they have is that like people will come to serve with them on a short-term mission trip and be like and so now he's in cambodia but they would say you know i've been to haiti so i got this you know and he's like <laughs> no, you don't mm-hmm. have this, you know, or whatever. It's just it's just different, right? And uh, like Julia said, or people will call and say, yeah, I know the struggle. You know, last week and we were doing this in our neighborhood. And, and they're trying to be compassionate, but yeah. oftentimes it's just, just not the same. And so, yeah. yeah. So Brittany has a little bit. You want to share a little bit about one of the things missionaries sent? Yeah, one of the missionary couples just reiterated the point was um, just to rely on on-the-ground missionaries and they said, you know, before you're traveling and, and you're going to be there for your week, it's great to do um, your research and obviously to pray and learn as much as you can. But then when you get there, you still defer to what the missionaries or even the people that are there are telling you mm-hmm. um, because they know because this is their their experience. You know, um, I'm not going to say I'm an expert in, my, in the cultures that we yeah. are in, but I've been here 10 years. And so... I have 10 years of experience of, of certain things. And so I'm going to be able to tell you, you know, certain aspects that you're just not going to know from research. Um, or even if you've been here a week before, like Eric was saying earlier, something might have changed in that year or two years since you've been here. And so it's always good just to ask questions and be mm-hmm. that learner instead of just assuming. And so that was kind of his point. Also, another thing he said was, um, you know, don't assume that you know what people need. And that goes to the missionaries and to the people that you're there to serve. Um, you don't assume either what they need. It's it's good to ask that question, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we do get that a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. But a lot of times, um, I mean, personally, as missionaries, we get that question a lot, what do we need? Mm-hmm. But not so much about um, the people that we serve. Mm-hmm. And so he made this point that, you know, there was this wonderful church that had this um, – Oregon that was at really expensive like we're talking thousands of dollars expensive and they weren't going to use it in their church anymore and so they wanted to send it to somebody who could use it and so they sent it to a church on the reservation thinking that they were doing a wonderful thing and it was you know they were being very generous in that but the thing was is that they didn't ask the question about was it a need or do you want it or do you even want it <laughs> yeah. right and it was just given like here it is and so 
you know, it was in the church and nobody knew how to play it. And there was, they didn't know anybody to get lessons from to learn how to play it. And so it was like, well, now this instrument has been in this church for what, 15 years probably. And it literally is just sitting there like as a bookshelf almost and collecting dust because nobody knows what to do with it. But in reality, they like to play guitar. And so they could have bought a guitar or whatever. And that met the need Mm -hmm. that they, that the church could have used. And so here's this thousand dollar instrument that could be you know given to somebody else that could actually use it and they could just given that church you know the guitar that's a couple hundred dollars instead and that would have met the need Mm -hmm. but it's like it was just an assumption that we're going to do this you know and so that's just like one example of like just ask and then if the answer is no we can't really use that it's okay like it's not anything personal Mm -hmm. you don't have to take it offensively or anything it's just like literally if you give that to us it may not ever be used like that's just the honest answer Mm -hmm. and so just be okay with whatever the answer is if the answer is no but we could use this instead then try to try to do that instead and just be okay with that right and this this is just a funny story and i can share this because i know that the person will never hear it because I don't know who they are. Uh, <laughs> one time we were donated a bunch of stuff, you know, at, uh, at when we were doing ministry and we began to look through it and in the uh, donation bag was women's lingerie. <laughs> yeah. And could you imagine <laughs> us as missionaries <laughs> saying to the people that we minister to, come get these donations, you know. <laughs> Posting flow. it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holding it up for people to see or whatever, you know, like, and or, you know, or the person actually taking it and somebody asking them, where did you get that from the missionaries, from the church? You know, like, it was like women's lingerie. <laughs> we don't need women's lingerie for listening. So. Um, it's just a funny story. But anyway, that's kind of one of ours. Like, we better throw this away, you know, before somebody sees it. And so one of the things I think is important to mention is that, like, we did it. We were here a few years before we did what? we called a community needs assessment and we went around to the community and asked what does the community see as as a need you know as the needs we had a list and they weren't necessarily spiritually uh, motivated questions like what are some of the needs of the community and what we found out was we were meeting some of the needs of the community but a lot of them we were not like we weren't even addressing what some of the needs that the community and once we began to address some of those needs our effectiveness in ministry increased substantially because mm-hmm. they had a need we had the ability to meet it we just weren't because we didn't know what it was and so then we were able to address that I thought that I think that's an important thing mm-hmm. to mention thank you for tuning in to part one of this two-part conversation that we called Five things missionaries wish you knew. You got to hear one through three. I hope that you tune in next week to hear number four and five. And I hope that both episodes will be encouraging, will be helpful to you, whether you are a missionary, a sender, or a supporter. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Live Love Ministries podcast. We hope it was encouraging, made you think, and broadened your understanding of our mission and the mission of making disciples of all nations. You can find out more information about our ministry at www.liveloveministries.org. If God leads you to partner with us financially through prayer, or if you're interested in bringing a mission team to Arizona or one of our other locations, you can find that information on our website as well. Until next time, keep loving people and keep pointing people to Jesus. And we'll see you then.